Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome, one and all, next episode of the High Sticks and Super Hicks Podcast with your pals Rob and Dave, your home for the perfect blend, professional wrestling, and some hockey talk. It's going to be a long one today. Is it? Yeah, it's been two weeks, and we've had a lot that we've kind of missed on. Yeah, you know, usually most podcasts have something like right after the deadline. <laughs> well, Unfortunately, Dave was doing some Southern cooking. Down southern there. cooking. The funny story about being in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Yes. I went into a Dick's Sporting Good and I said, Dick's. I, I have to see what they have for hockey. Okay. Now you go into normal like Dick's Sporting Goods. And right. They don't have quality equipment. They have like the low grade kind of stuff. Sure. The low grade sticks. They had knee hockey sticks and that was their hockey wow like what you would buy for like a little kid to play in their house that's all they had they didn't have a jersey <laughs> they didn't have what what team were you at least anything. close to i don't they do i know that louisville has like a southern hockey league there's there's like a southern hockey league team and there's a couple of like teams in kentucky but holy shit on the road again. Yeah, no shit. All that kept going through my head was the fucking Dukes of Hazard thing. <laughs> Just good old boy. Did you see any Daisy Dukes? Like, it like, was a like the cold. Ch- it was huh? a little cold. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> and wet. Oh, moist. Moist. <laughs> For any female listeners. <laughs> that we now no longer have. All right, so let's get into this. Um, a little crease to crease segment. We'll get into a little trade deadline for us and the NHL in general. What did we do? We 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 essentially lost to like three three people, right? Ben Lovejoy. We lost Kincaid. We lost M- Marcus Johansson. Which, on a side note, dude gets traded to Boston. Everybody cries within a week. Dude has like a punctured lung. Yep. <laughs> but I, hey, you know who? Know what doesn't have a punctured lung? Who? Connor that second Connor Carrick. That second. That round second pick round pick. You yeah, never know. He's I'm, never gonna get hurt. That second round pick. <laughs> You know, when I when I saw the, when I saw the hit, and then then I started thinking about what I said. It's like, okay, he'll just come back in the off season. I saw that hit, and then I said he was going to the hospital. I'm like, that just pretty much started to like through the sands of time, just like waste. Yep, you're, 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 you're not saw, I mean, back. he was a good player, but we got what we could, got. And we got what, we got more than what we we really should have for a guy that was going to be injured. 
Second round pick for him. I'm going to talk about it later. Uh, I don't Bubba. remember what we did. It's all right. I, it's all written down, Bubba. It is. We played the Rangers and we lost. We sucked. Connor, Ka- uh, talking about the trade deadline. Yeah. Connor Carrick. Um, he doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, he had two assists in his first game, and everybody's like, whoa, whoa. And I'm sitting here going, it's his first game. Yeah, he's jumping. He's running on adrenaline. But yep. I've watched him on some. I want to say it was the Bruins game because I was watching it on MSG Go. Uh, plug, plug. And I just constantly kept saying, like, what is he doing? Like, he's on the power play. What is he? What is, I was like, what is he doing? Well, he was drafted somewhat high, right? He was traded from Toronto, and then he was traded from Dallas. Yeah, well, there's but, reasons for Yes, that. and that's that's the point I was getting to. So we lost to the Rangers 5-2. We beat the Canadians 2-1. We lost to the Flames 2-1. We got our asses beaten by the Flyers. I think that was, what, like 6-3? Yeah, 6-3. We lost to the Bruins 1-0. And we lost to the Blue Jackets 2-1. But post-trade deadline... We're we're playing an, an exhibition. But we're playing an exhibition team? We're playing as an exhibition team right now. And we're not like exhibition team going, oh, this is preseason. You're going to get blown out every game. We're not getting blown out every game. We're actually no. playing well with the kids. But which is that yeah. our kids playing well or are the other teams just... Yeah. It, nah. are, are, we the, are we the trap game team right. now? We're the, we're the, granted, against Columbus... We worked hard. Yes. And we played very well defensively, which Surprising. I feel like I should be choking on that. <laughs> and Corey has been playing well. I think Kincaid leaving has helped Corey confidence-wise. Because now it's one of those, okay, it, I'm, it's I'm me. the only one it's here, me. right? It's yeah. me. It's me. Oh, Bla- Bla- <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's D D. Every fucking time I hear it, I just imagine Day's arms going up in the sky and putting a diamond sign. Every time. Every fucking time. But I mean, Connor Carrick for love, basically for Lovejoy. Um, Was it like a third round pick? It's an even trade. And we get a pick. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of picks, I think the best pick we got. The best pick we got. Keith Kincaid to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who now carry three goaltenders. Yep. He is for playing a f- backup tonight. Yes. For a fifth-round pick in 2022. <laughs> if, if, I mean, yeah, a joke, but like, if that just doesn't scream, get the fuck off my team. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean. I, I, just, I just picture this. What he, happened to future considerations? He, go, he, goes, he goes there, right? Who's his coach? Tortorella. Tortorella basically came out and said that one of his best players on his team shit is out sick, pants. shit his pants. Now you have a guy who's Mr. Emoji coming. What the hell? Is he still going to do that shit? I, I mean. When I saw on Amanda Stein's Twitter feed that when Columbus came here and whatever, and she was doing her pregame like interview kind of stuff, he was like skating by and doing all these like weird. Yeah, like, I saw that. And I'm sitting there going, if Tortorella saw that, my God, he'd be doing, he'd sandbag it. The whole fucking practice. Yeah, he hasn't like, played a fucking game yet. Like you would think you would have started him against us. No, but no, because we gave a two-minute uh, thank you video for his but, eight years. But on the on the side on the side, Columbus thing, needs wins too. So <clears throat> then why then why is Bobrovsky healthy tonight? 
because the the other guy that's going to be their starter, Korpakowski, I think his name is, sure. is going to be their starter next year. So you might as well fucking throw him in. Some for, for, for a team that absolutely needs points. <laughs> what is it that, um, who's their captain? Or, or somebody said it. Um, that, you know, for a team that's really looking at, to get points and stuff like that, like the aura in the locker room is just like, eh, whatever. Because they think that they're so good now based on all the trades that they made. We'll get to it in a minute. But for the fact that the Devils perhaps are playing, or yes, we are playing a Binghamton team for the most part. <laughs> that's an understatement. Um, <laughs> to play the way that we have, fine. But I look at I look at July 1. Like, I, I forget the rest of this year, right? Literally. And because of injury... The word tank in general. I don't think just, we're tanking. I think we're playing. Yes, it's it's the fact that there's so many injuries. Tanking's not even. We're past tanking right now. Yep. Like there's a reason why we would get the absolute number one first pick. It's because we have nobody we playing. We have Taylor Hall, and he's a lotto expert. <laughs> a lotto expert. So we're playing well. Okay. We only got rid of three people, and our whole team went to shit. I don't, I don't understand. A lot, of, a lot of talk about comparing the Devils to the Mets training teams from last year, last few years getting hurt and everything. I don't know. Well, we went last year relatively well without, you know, having any injuries. And now <laughs> making it, up for it, it catches up to yes. you. I mean, it, it catches up. I, I think a fun show in the summer will be looking back at all of the fucking predictions we made. And how wrong we were. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. Montreal, wrong. <laughs> Ottawa, pretty much wrong. Well, Ottawa, we were right. We knew that was a shit show. The Islanders, wrong. wrong. Oh, yeah. The Devils, we were wrong. Well, I mean, mm. I said that we would be anywhere between 6th and 16th. That we could yeah. if everything hit again. Yeah. But... This is what happens when you get nailed with injuries. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all in all, I mean, it, it, right now you're just you're you're riding out the season. I don't think there's really much else to. We're playing spoiler. We want to be the guys that are like when they look back and go, man, yeah, we, knocked we didn't you make out. the playoffs because uh, we lost the fucking new, the minor league Devils. Yeah. My whole thing is too is if you want to play these kids, you have. I mean, I think I texted this too, and we had a discussion about it, but. Why not put Bastion? Why not put McLeod on the top line with like with Nico and just because, yeah, and because you now you have two centers right. Playing. But try to you know you you obviously there's a reason why they were the first line in Binghamton, but then again in general it's like hey if you're best if you're the good best best player on the team you're gonna play first line minutes whatever. But try to recreate that stuff. Get them get them going. Well, get, I think they want to keep like. And looking at who was not in practice today. <laughs> Taylor Hall, Nico, Heischer, Jesper Bratt, Miles Wood, Kevin Rooney, Nathan Bastion, Sammy Votnin, Will Butcher, and Micro Mueller. Kyle Palmieri and John Quinville were practicing, but they're still injured. But they made the trip. <sighs> Apparently, Bratt's... Heinz <laughs> is like, I, I don't know when he's coming back. I'm like, what the hell yeah. happened to him? He probably pulled Did, something. Oh, but, no. Oh, no. He, I think he took a shot off his ankle or something like that, and that was it. There you go. He has a broken foot like Miles Wood. But I think with guys like Quinville, Bastion, McLeod, Rooney. Gabe, Gabriel, to a point. No, he's not going to be sent to the minors. 
you want to keep those guys together because after our season's over, they go they're going to go tennis, right back yeah. and play in the playoffs down in Binghamton if they're down there. But, yep, that's so, a devil's for you. If you're very interested in watching them in preseason, Check out you can games. watch them out now because yes. it's not really preseason, but they're still there. <clears throat> so let's just we'll quickly go through the trade deadline. Uh, Blue Jackets got what? I'm going to tell you who won and lost this trade. Okay. Columbus gets Ryan Dezingle from the Sens. Sen- the Senators get Duclair, 2020 and 21 second-round picks. Ottawa won that. Not because they got Duclair, but that second-round picks in 2021. It's kind of funny when you look at Columbus. I think they have like a third-round pick this year and like a seventh-round pick, and that's it in this year's draft. Yeah, I think the joke going around, like, like they don't need be, to show up. Yeah, they, they're just going to. Uh, but, yeah, I think those second-round picks, because I'll tell you what, Columbus is in a win-now attitude, but a year from, like, a year from, not even, in October, they could be without Bob, without Panarin, without... Dezingle. Dezingle, without, without Duchesne. And then what? And now... They and just without Kincaid. Being, right. Without Kincaid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're worried about that one. Um, but... They're going to be – they might not be – I mean, they still have three really good defensemen. They still have two really good lines without those guys. But, man. If they fall – if Columbus falls flat on their face and doesn't make the playoffs and they lose these guys, does the GM get fired? Yes. Yes. Is it simply because he went all in and this is what happens? If – I think you give him like till July a- 1st. Oh, and see what he does. And if he could re-sign some of them and then put some stop gaps in there. Then he has at least another year? I would give him at least another year. Dallas obtains uh, Zuccarello for like a period. Uh, That's a good trade for, for the sec- For second and third conditional picks. Yep. Broke his arm. <laughs> Blocking a shot. Period. <laughs> That would have to be the shittiest trade ever. Hey, congratulations. Welcome to tip. What? what? You're yeah. out? <laughs> but that's a good trade for the Rangers. A second and third round pick for a guy that was probably going to test the market. Probably. If I had to guess now, I would say Zuccarello goes to a team like Pittsburgh to play with Crosby. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good uh, Sharks obtain Gustav Nyquist from the Red Wings for a 19 second round, 2020 conditional, third round, and a conditional third round. That's a win for the Sharks. That's a sneaky good trade. Like, that guy's on your third line. <laughs> your third line with Joe Thornton and Kevin LeBanc. That's a good trade by the Sharks. Rangers traded uh, with the Jets. Uh, Jets get Kevin Hayes. Uh, Rangers get Brandon Lemieux. He comes closer to being a New Jersey Devil. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. All, all my Ranger fans on social media are like, "That's Lemieux's kid." Oh, fuck, I hate fucking hate Claude do Lemieux. They, do they not remember us having Mateau's kid? <laughs> and that was my response. It's like, yeah, we had Mateau. Now we're even. Like, I, I don't know why people are pissed that they got Brandon Lemieux. Like, he's a young player. He's under contract for at least another year after this. They got a first-round pick. Now, granted, that first-round pick is going to be 26, 27. Um, But you got something. You got a first-round draft pick. Whether you use it or put it into play is up to you. 
you got a, a kind of Sean Avery-ish like player, mm-hmm. which everybody knows they love in New York. You know, and, and a conditional pick three years from now. But I mean, that's a, I think the Rangers won on that. I think Kevin Hayes is going to test the market and see he get grossly overpaid. Mm-hmm. I could see him going to Boston. The Avalanche obtained from the Florida Panthers Derek Broussard and a conditional sixth for 2023. They need the Avs needed somebody else beside behind their first line because they really don't have anybody after that that top line. Uh, Rangers again went to Columbus, sending Adam McQuaid for a 19 fourth round and a 19 seventh round. Rangers won that trade because they basically should have got three used pucks for fucking Adam McQuaid. And Adam McQuaid, since being acquired by Columbus, I don't think has played one shift. Nope. <clears throat> what? what? Hey, still gets his checks signed. Probably. New team. Vegas obtains Mark Stone from the Senators for defenseman Eric Banstrom, forward Oscar Lindbergh, in the 2022nd. Well, this was the uh, Golden Goose. Yeah, and, and Mark and Mark Stone signs a eight-year extension with yeah. Vegas. Well, that was the whole thing that kind of held this trade up, the fact that they wanted him signed before they traded for him, and they wanted to have permission to talk to him to offer him a contract, and that's why this trade... A lot of people said this trade, like, oh, it happened after the deadline. No, it, the paperwork was in. It was just a matter of if they if they couldn't get him signed, Eric Brandstrom was not in the deal. No, so there were a lot of conditions with yeah. this. Eric the, Brandstrom. It, it was it in place. And, yeah. Eric Brandstrom's going to make <laughs> them feel a little bit better about losing Eric Carlson. I like Eric Brandstrom. And it's funny that the stories that came out from the Senators thing, it basically stating that Stone, Duchesne, and Dezingle were like, you know, th- thanks for your offers. We weren't yeah. signing here anyway. Trade me right fucking now. <laughs> no, hang up. Predators obtained Wayne Simmons from the Flyers for forward Ryan Hartman in the 2024th. Yeah. Pred- That's good. Ryan Hartman's a Flyer-type player. He's a fucking agitator. One of those guys, like, you're going to say when you – play against him like this fucking guy just like wayne simmons is i Mm -hmm. hate wayne simmons but would you take him on our team now no a few years ago young yes i just he's got a lot of miles and he plays a hard game so you know so cuts his career really in half like think about like those kind of players don't last long you're nathan horton's you're david clarkson's Mm -hmm. i mean he's lasted longer than those guys but yeah, but there's there's a lot of mileage on him. With and the him. money he's going to ask for, it's totally not worth it. <clears throat> and the one that broke all of our hearts. Marcus Johansson of Boston for well, most hearts. Uh, to Boston for a 2019 second and a 2024th. A week later, Bruce Long. <clears throat> yep. Ouch. Hey, but you know what? His check still gets signed. Um, General Marcus Johansson's Twitter account. Oh, yeah, that's Re- Repurposed General Palmieri. To which I quickly tweeted, quick, let's find General Johansson's rum stash. <laughs> Folks in the infirmary are a little, yeah, a little well, thirsty. More than that. <laughs> so Complete Hockey News posted something from the Ottawa Senators. Um, 
that uh, they have a bunch of draft picks now, and thankfully uh, they've been one of the best drafting teams. But unfortunately, none of those players drafted since 2008 have made it to their 29th birthday on the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> they were they were discussing this on 31 Thoughts, and it's very tough to sell a team like Ottawa to a new arena and to its fans when you go, look at how well we've drafted, like... Eric Carlson, they got shit on for drafting him when they did. And Mark Stone was like a fifth or sixth round pick. Like, they draft really, really well. The problem is keeping them there. All and right. Mar- All right. Mike Hoffman, eh. Yeah. Considering what we know now. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, a pick that turned into Vladimir Tarasenko. But the, the issue is with Ottawa, um, do you think that they're going to be moved? Like they're going to move the team where the league gets involved? I think the league gets involved because their deal with the arena stuff completely fell apart, right? right? The league doesn't give two shits about that. The league only will get involved if they start missing paychecks. True. The league's not going to turn around and go to Eugene Melnick and be like, you should move this team to Quebec because they can't do that. And the less people that show up to that building gives Ottawa more money in the revenue sharing. So he's going to do, not bare minimum, but enough to go see. We're putting a product out. Yep. It's not our fault the fans Come are buy showing buy some hot dogs. Up. I get money off of that, too. Like there that kind of. But there's a name on that list that again didn't get traded. Cody Cece. Which, yeah. Which... But the thing is, is, some people, they brought this up on 31 Thoughts, were talking about, you know, how the Devils are going to be a team that, yeah, can put an offer sheet in. Ottawa is going to have $40 million on July 1st to spend. Now, they have to get to the cap floor. And one of the guys on 31 Thoughts said, would it be crazy? They just have to get to the cap floor. They don't have to, you know, go over it or anything like that. And they're going to have guys that's signed. And maybe let's say they're $10 million below the cap floor. What if they went to Panarin and said, "One year, ten million. One year, twenty million dollars." Now that's it. It's all we're looking for. One year, twenty million dollars. You come play for us. We'll trade you at the deadline. No, you ain't gonna be able to make that trade because <laughs> there's no way that any team would be able that wanted him would be able to fit that. Even now, are they all right? So, all right, my naiveness is coming out. Are they, at the at the trade deadline in February, right? Are they pr- are are they trading his twenty, or are they trading a the pro-rated, prorated left in the right, season? The prorated. Oh, okay. So now look at the fact that a twenty million dollar contract. Now it's ten. Now it's mm. what at the deadline? It's probably still going to be six and a half million dollars that they're going to have to. I mean, not too many teams can yeah. acquire a six mil player. Yeah. Um, and and uh, another surprising thing. Uh, um, Guy Boucher fired Ottawa Senators head coach after the deadline. That's a stupid. And they bring in a guy, and they bring in Mark Crawford temporarily. Yeah, because he's not a young guy coach. I I I don't understand. I mean, Guy Boucher and Mark Crawford at the end of the year no longer have deals with Ottawa. Like right now, right? Yep. So what's what? What was the point? I mean, what's the motivation, Mark Crawford? No, what's the What's the motivation for firing Guy Boucher? I bet that he fucking snapped on the owner. 
I'm sure he did. Yeah. That's... Um, I bet he turned around and they're like, well, how come we're not winning? And he was just like, look at the fucking team you put me here yeah. with. Yeah. You know, like it would be like firing Hines right now when half of our team is on the IR. Like he's doing the best that he can with what he's got. And Gibby Boucher has been doing it for two years. And, and, and I think I mentioned this to you, too. I would take Guy Boucher on the Devils, without a doubt. Not a, not, not a coach on anything. Look, he, what, look at what he did with Ottawa with, like, nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would hire him as a defensive coach. But the only way we're getting rid of Nazardine is if he takes a job somewhere else. Well, he, does, he doesn't have a contract, so let's, let's just hope that Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if they offered him a job somewhere, like, as a head coach, which I don't think anybody would, but. Not at least for another for a year. Or at least not in the NHL. Yep. Uh, congratulations. This is a couple of weeks back to uh, Doc Emmer calling his 1,000th NHL broadcast for the American National Network. 1,000 games. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I miss him. I miss him calling our team. I just, the only thing I had a problem with Doc is he would make up words. <laughs> like squibbed. The puck squibbed by. Okay, it's, it's not a word. He's creative. It's not. All right, right fine. English the puck squibbed by. Do do ba da do do da ba. Start fucking scat manning. Is that gonna make me scat man? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're old. <clears throat> Rest in peace, Ted Lindsay. Yeah, terrible Ted. Do you know how important Ted Lindsay is to the NHL? I read somewhere that Mandelstein forwarded that he was the first person to, or he was the guy who pushed the whole fact of taking the cup on the ice and that's number one. Number two is he created the NHLPA. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like he created the NHLPA. He said that there needs to be, and when he started trying to form a union, that's when Detroit traded him. And then he continued. And on top of that, I also heard that. The end of the year award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. It used to be like a bachelor party. It was only guys. Right. And he was up for awards and he. Re- no, I'm sorry. The Hall of Fame, not the end of the year. Okay. The Hall of Fame ceremonies used to be only guys. No women allowed. He and pushed Ted for Lindsay said when he was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, he turned around and said, I'm not coming unless I could bring my wife and kids. And from that moment on, they changed it. So. That is why they named the Ted Lindsay Award the NHL PA Best MVP or Best Player. Good for him. Yeah. A lot of people on, on, on social media are like, well, fuck. You know, it's like one of those dude die. It's like today with the, with the news that came out with the, you know, it's not hockey or wrestling, but. Um, Alex Trebek, man. That too. Break Alex Trebek. fucking heart, Alex Trebek. <clears throat> Alex Trebek, stage four. Saying, and he's still going to do it. And he's saying he's going to fucking beat it. And you know what? Okay. Yeah. You know who else said that? Who? <laughs> the Apple guy. The Apple guy. Huh? What the fuck was but his name? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. And that guy had more money to like. Yeah. Get the best. Like, yeah. To take a pancreas out of a living person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to do it now. <laughs> but uh, like um, with the Mets fame, uh, Tom Seaver getting diagnosed with dementia. <laughs> you sit there. Big name players from sports teams. As 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 you as an individual as a listener get older, and you hear these big buzz names that that happen in any yeah. sport, dying, cancer, accidents, d- dementia, d- 
you just sit here and you go, one, I'm fucking getting old, and two, holy shit, it sucks. Well, you know what it does? It brings you back to earth. Yeah, I agree with that. We grow up thinking that all these people are these athletes and Alex Trebek and all that they're fucking superheroes. And then you know what? Cancer or whatever doesn't give two flying fucks yep, that we are. you yep. you know won the World Series or you're a quiz show host. Nope. Gives two and, shits. And for Alex Trebek with a pancreatic cancer kind of thing, that's one of those that when you when you get diagnosed with it, yeah, it's, it's you're at the end. <laughs> you see the clock ticking. Yep. Well, rest in peace to Ted Lindsay. I hope they pick Ken Jennings to be the uh, the new host. Oh, for Jeopardy? Mm -hmm. I love Jeopardy. I watch fucking Jeopardy every night, and if I don't watch it, I DVR, and then I go back and watch it. So how the hell do they tape tape it? Because I know like when I'm watching Buzzer and watching Game Show Networks and, and, and all that, and, and you know, Match Game and all that stuff, I read up on it. They flew these people out, um, at least for a Match Game. They flew everybody out on like a weekend, like Friday, and, and like Saturday and Sunday, they taped like all day long Yeah, for like seven, think, eight shows. I think Jeopardy like, does the same thing. I think Jeopardy tapes like, like four days five a shows a day wow and I, the only reason i recognized it is because <laughs> the same clothing a lot this, of times yeah <laughs> this week they did that that Is the kids thing the was team, it this no they did that oh the team thing the, that's right the, yes the team thing and the girl had the same dress on back to back days it, it's funny i look at that too on after i read up stuff on, on the game show network stuff i'm looking at it, I'm like oh i think this is a, a definite conversation for 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 something else yeah there we go so talking about all these draft picks and the, the picks that you know everybody traded for and stuff it makes you think about well yeah a first round pick is really nice but what if you draft a bust it's and you could let, let's put it this way. Because we played the Flyers and because he had a cheap shot, Nolan Patrick versus Nico Heischer. We're, what, three years in, three years yeah, post this trade? Still too early to tell. Really? Yeah. I would still say it's Nico over, over I Nolan. I would say right now Nico's edging. Edging? edging what, but what out. has Nolan done? Yeah, but what you have to do is you have to look at Nico's playing with Taylor Hall and Paul Mary. He is in the best position to succeed on the New Jersey Devils. Mm -hmm. Nolan Patrick is not in the best position right now to succeed. He's not playing with Voracek. He's not playing with Giroux. He's not playing with uh, Couturier or any. Is, it, is that coach or is that skill at this age? It, it just might. No, it just might be his pecking order, you know, on the Flyers. He's a center. Is he better than Giroux? Nope. All right, so he's not going to take Giroux's spot on the top line. Is he better than Couturier? No. So he's not going to take Couturier's spot, which means now he's playing third-line minutes and he's playing... Less minutes with lesser so folks. So maybe yeah. it changes with the trade of, of Simmons mm -hmm. that he might get a bump up. Maybe they move him to wing. Maybe they move somebody else. But he's, he, it's too early to tell. If you go strictly by stats, that yeah, Nico's winning. But there's more to determine okay. who is more important to their team. And I'm not I'm not saying Nico isn't because he really is. But, but there was always there was that that debate of who's better between Nico uh, or Nico Nolan. Nico or Nolan. And, well, trying not to be biased saying that because we drafted Nico, Nico's better. But I just think on the surface when I look at it, I 
leaps and bounds, Nico over Nolan. But but what makes a bust? What makes a bust? Double um, Ds. Yeah, we'll get to that in the wrestling segment. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> um, bust. I think it's a guy that comes in. <clears throat> we we yeah. If you have if you have so much, so many people are talking about you and your skill set and and this and that and it pushes you up a draft board quicker than in the end where you where you're supposed to be, and you just. You gave an example here, Duclair. You have probably one of the hardest coaches. I mean, look at... God forbid any Devils fans listen to this. They're going to just shit their pants hearing this. because The way Tortorella coached the Rangers and had every one of those players give their fucking nutsack to block yep. a shot, to, do the, to win for the team, okay? For Tortorella to come out and go, Duclair sucks and but see, he'll never amount to anything <laughs> but you know what it's not just Tortorella because if you look at it he was traded from the Rangers for Keith Yandel okay at the time Duclair was one of the Rangers bright spots mm-hmm. to get Keith Yandel who was who is arguably one of the better defensemen in the NHL then he goes to Phoenix where he has every opportunity to flourish to, to be a star mm-hmm and he gets moved from the top line to the second line to the third line to a scratch. And then he gets traded or picked up on waivers or whatever. He went to Chicago for a bit. Then he got traded to Chicago, and yep. then and then he then Columbus signed him as, yeah. a, as a UFA. So I mean, at what point is it not the coaches? It's oh no, I would say on, for for Duclair alone, it's Duclair. I think it's one of those ego head got too big. Or he just isn't smart, and I'm not saying that as a, you know, like, he's a he's dumb. He might be extremely, but there are some players who, like, and I always say it, Miles Wood is one of them. You have all the toolboxes, but they're not no, in the same right, box. All the tools, no toolbox to put it all together. Yeah. But what what makes a bust? I think it's one of those you have. And I think we just said it. You have all the tools, you don't have a toolbox. And it just the light bulb just doesn't go off and go. I need to put one on one together. Or you can't adapt to playing at the highest level possible. You think that your skill set is just going to take yep. you to to your retire yep. and, and big paychecks. I, and then how long do you wait before you determine a guy is a bust? <clears throat> it's is it worth is it worth it for another team to take a shot on somebody that was a I, former high pick like Dylan Strom? I always think of it like, all right, so let's just say we, we drafted Nico Heischer, three-year deal, and he sucked all three. No, you know what? Screw Nico Heischer. Pavel Zaka. I love Okay? A lot of fluff behind them. Three, four years into their careers, like Larson even, he, he got out of it. He had a bridge deal. Even through his bridge deal, he didn't really get it in gear until, like, Heinz showed up. Right, and then or no, the last year before Hines, he, he Larson played okay in the second half. You, mm-hmm. you saw something. He played well that one year, and then he got traded for Hall. Would he? Would you do that trade again? I'm sure we would. The thing with Zaka is, I think it. Go ahead. I remember when they drafted Zaka, they said high talent, high work ethic, but a project. And it's true. He is a project. He is a project. Look, look how long it's been. And you, th- we think about it. It's like he must have been here like seven, eight years already. It feels like it. But it's not. It's, he's been here, what, four? Maybe? Well, when did 
Elias retire? Last year? No. Like officially, like his last game. Probably two years ago. So that was his first game was Elias's last game. So, yeah, so we, we think it's getting towards double digits when really it's low singles. <laughs> how long? I, I would think. Like how long are we going to sit on Steve Santini? Well, give him a chance to play first. Right, but that's what I'm wondering. Like how long do we let, you know, before we go, all right, you know what? Let's just sign him to a bridge deal and then we'll leave him, on, we'll leave him available sure. for Seattle. Like John Merrill. Like, we gave John Merrill every fucking chance. Well, same thing with uh, Jelena, too. Jelena, too. And he's playing in I'm, Russia or something now. So what, how long would it take? Let's just give – I'll give it two teams, right? And and because you're, you're, the team that drafted you is was high on potential. They say, okay, we can't project your potential anymore, so we're going to trade you to that second team. That second team has a, a, a coach that's a different voice. I always feel like – if you have two two coaches, right, that have the same game plan, but the other the, that secondary team says it in a different way, says the same thing in a different way, and then it clicks. I would maybe give it, it maybe sometimes it just clicks because the time. player realizes no, this is my last shot, so I might as well fucking. So I would give it two teams, two teams, and probably four to six years. So. Zaka's got a year and a half left. He showed something this year. Now he's just got to learn to shoot the fucking puck. <laughs> shoot the fucking puck, dude. <laughs> That's a lot of people say that. Let me rephrase that. Shoot the puck <laughs> and hit the, hit net. the net. If the goalie makes a save, I'm okay with that because sometimes there'll be a rebound. Yes. But Jesus, if... brother, hit the fucking net. So... One of my uh, background, I did a lot of background research. Yeah, you did. Congratulations to you. One, uh, and it is, who are the biggest busts in New Jersey Devils draft history? And I don't think I have it based on where they were drafted. These guys are all just first-round picks. I could tell you the year, how many games they played, and how many points they finished with in their career. Oh, career? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the games are not just games with the Devils. They're games. Their whole whole entire career. Right. So in 14, we drafted John Quinville. He's played 29, not counting the last week or so. Mm -hmm. He has four points. Stefan Mateau, we drafted in 2012 with the 29th pick, the one we should have really fucking gotten rid of. Mm -hmm. He played 64 games in the NHL. He has seven points. Jacob Josephson, who I was always big on. Yeah. He was drafted. Oh, he's supposed to be. I got his jersey. Of course you do. I'd be willing to bet you have half of these guys. I have No, I have Tenemy's jersey, too. Um, He played 315 games in the NHL. He has 64 points. He's still with. um, Nope. He's back in. Wait, he's uh, not with Buffalo anymore? Nope. Did they release him, they or did they send the minors? Oh. He went and signed. I didn't know that. I think he plays for Fernanda. Oh, back home? Yep. Mm-hmm. Matthias Tenenbe <sighs> played 120 games total. Those, I think, were all for the Devils. Mm-hmm. He had 30 points. Then there was Matt Corrente. He was supposed to be like a in 06. He was supposed to be like a 
kind of like a Scott Stevens hard hitter, can put up some points. He played 34 games for the Devils. He had six points. Nicholas Bergfors. Whom we traded for Kovey. For Kovey, yep. He was the, the corner piece of that deal. Uh, he played 173 games in the NHL, and he has 83 points. Now, the next couple of picks are tough because just because where we drafted them, these are the years that the Devils were really good. So we were always getting like the 30th pick or the sure. 29th or 28th pick. We're getting the Stefan Mateau picks. Right. Adrian Foster. I thought, I thought he was a running back for the, uh, yeah. for the NFL. Sorry. He played, we drafted him. I want to say he was one of those like 25 through 30 picks. 25, 26, sure. 27. Yeah, he never played a game. <laughs> Ari Ahonen. He was like this goalie that was supposed to be the future of ours. He was supposed to be the the, the man who was going to grab the mantle in 1999 after Brodeur. He never played a game. What? Okay. I, and, and here's the other thing. I, I think if, if you look at it from a devil standpoint, the only reason why the Devils probably drafted goalies was just to fill a spot, fill a spot in Trenton and Albany or Binghamton <laughs> because yeah. Marty wasn't going to. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there was countless other ones. There was J.F. Danfoos. That we drafted in the first round. He never made... Well, I think he played like a couple of games in the NHL. There was Jeff Frazee, who was supposed to be really good. He was right out of college. Great goalie, blah, blah, blah. He never fucking played a game. Um, and the last one here is Lance Ward. He was a defenseman. Who? Yeah. He played a bunch of games. Not for us, though. And he ended up with 16 points. So, these are all just guys that were drafted in the first round. And if you really want to go fucking batshit crazy. Okay. I'm sitting down for this. Go on Hockey DB. Look up the year, all of these years, like 14, 12, 9, 8, 6, 5, 1, 99, and 96. And look at the players that were drafted after these guys. And you're going to be like, why didn't we fucking take that guy? Or why? And that's the thing with the draft. Yes, like you're you like, don't know. You don't yeah. know. But everybody used to talk about how Conti was the, uh, the, the, draft, the guru. draft guru for the Devils. Our teams were made up of free agent signings. Yeah. Look and very at this, few. Look at those years right there and go, man, like Bergforce could have been good. I just don't think he was big enough in a time where hockey was big. But, I mean, Josephson, Tenenby. We went on a fucking Swedish kick for a couple of years. Mateau, we could have took anybody other than that guy. I don't know what. We could have probably taken anybody but Quinville, too. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. So, talking about the busts that are... uh, Hockey-related. Not just for the Devils. There are some great ones all time. Uh, One is the probably the poster boy. There's two of them here. Alexander Daig. He was drafted by Ottawa. Um, and he was first overall. Great. Supposed to came in. Broke Lemieux's uh, records in the, the queue and stuff. Yeah, he finished all time with 329 points. Um, then you have Patrick Stefan. He was drafted first overall by the Atlanta Threshers. The who? Yep. He finished his career with 188 points. If you want to giggle, go YouTube. 
Patrick Stefan empty net and you'll have a fucking it's great. He missed an empty net, fell down, puck went the other way, Edmonton scored and tied the game. Wow. It's a good one. Uh Pavel Brendel, he was supposed to be like the the Eric Lindros of the wing for the Rangers in nineteen ninety nine. He finished his career with twenty two points. Uh Brian Lawton if you watch the NHL network, he is all over the fucking NHL network. Some people are made for sports. The others are made to play the sport, learn, and then be on TV. Yeah, he was the first American ever drafted first overall. He finished his career with 266 points. Now, Hugh Jessman. Now, 2003 is arguably the best draft that ever happened. That's what people say. Okay. Um. The Rangers drafted Hugh Jessman, or huge specimen, as they used to say. Um, he was enormous. He, I think he came from college. Um, he, the Rangers took Hugh Jessman over Zach Parisi. So he never played in the NHL. He is the <laughs> only person from the 2003 draft in the first round to never. never step foot on the ice. On an NHL rink? Yeah. Well, in an NHL game. Right. Uh, 2008, Nikita Filatov, Columbus. He was a highly skilled Russian. Yeah, apparently he had some issues with being in America, and he left. And then this was a great story I found online. So in 1996, the Washington Capitals drafted Alec Volchenkov. Not any relation to the to one. Not, not our tank? No. So he was drafted high. He was big, burly looking, like what you would picture a, a Russian to look like in a movie, like a bad guy. Sure. Um, came into training camp. He got sent to the minors. He played two periods. Went, got off of the bench, went into the locker room. Are you shot undressed, me? showered. This is all, I'm sorry, after one shift. Showered and then went and sat in the crowd. The coach didn't realize he wasn't on the bench till it was his time. Like, all right, change it up. And the, there was nobody on the ice. And the other assistant coach pointed up to the crowd and was like, he's sitting right there. And then after that game, he went back to Russia. How, I don't think he How do you, did, okay. Any word on why he did that? Like, I don't... I don't... I think he thought that he is... He was going to, like, just go right to the NHL and be a pro. And he didn't want to ride the bus. Jesus. But other people are talking about how he had uh, problems and... Uh, you need a tissue? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had a running nose. So that's it. I mean, if you think we have any other draft busts, I'm sure every team... No, has has, has one of those show. guys where we go, what were we fucking thinking? Uh, let us know. See, see what, what sucks about for us, us meaning the devils, we were so good for that 14, whatever, 15-year period that you always draft low. Mm -hmm. But we still found gems. Yeah. In those, not that, up until about 2001, we had some really, really good gems. And we either kept them and they did well for us or we traded them to get players that got us over the hump. Like I think of Brandon Morrison. Brandon Morrison was a great gem 
from Michigan that we got and we traded him to get Alexander Mogilny. Which I'm sure any fan would say I would do that over and over again if it's going to get you over. And the he hump. went on to have a good career huh? in Vancouver. Um, then you know you could also look at players like Marcus Naslin. Marcus Naslin was drafted by Pittsburgh, and they traded him for fucking Alex Stoikhanov or something. Right. And Marcus Naslin went on to have a great career playing with Brandon Morrison. So I think it's always about timing too. When we talk about bust and we talk about when is it time to give up on somebody, it's like you said, it's either the, either the light bulb goes off because of maturity or the light bulb goes off because it's like, well, if I don't do that, I'm done playing my favorite sport. Like, Right. That, you know, I'm not going to get another chance in the NHL. Mm-hmm. There you go. On to wrestling. Speaking of not getting another chance. Rest, start the clock. Rest <laughs> in peace, King Kong Bundy. The man made famous, I guess, because he wrestled Hulk Hogan at the, what, first WrestleMania uh, main event or whatever? Yeah. King Kong Bundy. He was a Jersey boy. Yeah, from I saw him at a, a Mets game, the first baseball game I ever went to. Nice. He threw out the first pitch. It's quite a sight seeing a fucking 400-pound man try to throw the ball. <laughs> you always wonder what they what, what these guys are dying of. Just Him? Cholesterol. Probably. So then, all right, where's Earthquake? I, know, Earth, I think Earthquake's dead. Yeah. John Tenta's dead, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think John Tenta really was the first wrestler that I ever knew his real name. <laughs> like, I don't think I really... You didn't know Terry Bollea? No, I don't think I really either cared or wanted to know. But then like, I, I just started hearing, like, John Tenta is Earthquake. Wasn't he the him. Shockmaster? No, that was Tugboat. Tugboat oh, sorry, was the... the other one. <laughs> the <laughs> other big fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> but... I, they made a fucking great tag team name. Earthquake and Typhoon? How about that new tag team that looks just like a fucking 80s wrestling? Heavy machinery. Can, can they I, can look I... just like a fucking 80s wrestling team. And the the other one is like Eugene. Oh, yeah. I think they're doing that to like, right. to, to give him our, our strength. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> And they do like '80s wrestling moves. Have you noticed that they do no, the bushwhackers? Yeah, they, they, they pay tribute. Yeah, I they, saw that. They do like all '80s kind of, which is pretty funny. I'm waiting to see them do the demolition, you know, the from the top rope, the the, the clothesline flip. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. No, one did. One of them's too fat. One of them's too tall. Too hot. Speaking too. of fucking painful. Oh, did I write torture? <laughs> Tori Wilson and the Honky Tonk Man. Are... Honky Tonk Man, fine. That dude has paid his dues. Like, he totally should have been in the Hall of Fame probably a while ago. I read up on, on, on what he did, and the way that he came up with his gimmick from, like, from the... Oh, he was Elvis? When the start of his wrestling career of looking at every single heel that he ever worked with or worked in the same company with, he said he took little bits and pieces to learn how to be a heel. That's just what, if you watch the Flair documentary, Flair did the same thing. Oh, we got to talk about that fucking load of shit. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. But Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson. We are really scraping. Somebody made a, a comment on Twitter, and I agree with this. Miss Elizabeth did more for wrestling in like in her pinky than like Tori Wilson really ever did. Total. Especially during that time. During the Attitude Era, like, all right, they had their bra and panty matches, but, like, 
their, her wrestling was nowhere near what these women do today or what Lita and Trish did. He she was essentially a sex object, a pretty face. Yeah. And Would, I'm pretty sure the only reason she got into wrestling is because she wasn't she like married to Billy Kidman. I, yeah. For a while. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's the Visuring. WCW days where like, my wife wants to go on the road with us. Can we make her a job? Sure. Here she is. <laughs> so, so far in the uh, tw- 2019 Hall of Fame, we have DX, <laughs> Honky Tonk Man. Okay. Tori Wilson. <laughs> DX is I'm fine with. I mean, if you put the NWO in, you, you should probably put. Did they put the NWO in? Yeah. Didn't they do that when Sting went in? Did they? Pretty sure. Uh-huh. And by that, I mean it was Hall, Hall and Nash. Hogan, and Nash. Uh-huh. No I, Six or Horace I, Hogan. Or... <laughs> you just want to see Horace Hogan in the Hall or of Fame. Virgil or whoever else they Virgil. fucking If they can there. find them from underneath a, an overpass selling merch. Uh, you wrote that Ann Anderson. Ann Anderson. Arn Anderson. Fire. Why? I don't... Apparently him and a back A backstage agent, obviously. Right. But for years... I guess Triple H was kind of like the middleman between them. Okay. And that like for years, him and Vince never really saw eye to eye. Okay. And I guess there was some incident at a house show that was totally Arn's fault. And Vince had enough. Vince had enough and fired him. But a lot of people think that it's just like a cooling down period that Vince will have them have him back. In some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also John Cena's manager. Oh, like, a, like, like an agent? Yeah. Oh, well, well. So And he's like super well liked. Like Triple H loves him. Like they all love Arn. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Oh, yeah. Um, others believe that he just became expendable because now they're going in a, like a whole new direction with hiring agents and for matches. Right. The Hurricane, Sanjay Dutt, Steve Carino, Abyss. Jeff Jarrett. I'm sorry. What has Steve Carino and to a point Sanjay Dutt ever done for? I mean, what's Sanjay Dutt going to do? Work with three, 205 Live? Yeah. Really? I could see that. And Steve Carino, maybe they bring back fucking hardcore. I doubt it, but maybe. Steve Carino. Abyss? Uh, I don't know. Well, the way I look at it is you take Sanjay Dutt and the Hurricane, there's your, your cruiserweights. Sure. Steve Carino and Abyss, there's your fucking big guy wrestling, okay. you know? Yeah. And then you have Jeff Jarrett, who is a good writer. Yeah. I mean, he, he should have been. They put him in the Hall of Fame last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of writing, they also brought back Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, which was like a like all like everybody, all the rap sheets are like sh- have been shitting on Bruce Pritchard for like ever and and he came out with his podcast they were saying and like everything that every you know e e fed e newsletter bitched and moaned about he squashed every single one of them and said they're all lies and this is the real story and they still shit on but i mean maybe maybe he's smart enough that he spent so much time on the outside now that he can turn around and clear go, mind, like, yeah, and see it through different eyes and yes. do something different. And maybe he also has the balls enough to go to fucking Vince and be like, "We need to right, do it this way. We need 
stop pushing Drew McIntyre because he's big and he's got muscles. Maybe slow it down and make it natural about fucking Braun Strowman. But but it was. It, it was right, it natural. Is. That's why he's not going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. He and he shouldn't be. Work your way up. They haven't given Braun Strowman a, a title, any title, other than the fucking tag team one where WrestleMania, where he picks a fucking ten year old kid. kid, which is a joke to a tag team division, I would think. But and then uh, talking about the rise of what is it AEW? Yes. A bunch of WWE wrestlers asked for their releases. Who's TJ Perkins? Or Perkins? He was one of those 205 Live guys. I think he was like the video game guy. Whose like intro looked like a video game. Oh, that dude? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That was a pretty cool intro. I like that. And then Hideo Itami. I think he was another. He was an NXT guy. Mm -hmm. Him and Finn Balor got signed at the same time. And then Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10. Ugh. Not for us. He's Gonzo. So, and then the other, uh, Bubba Ray thinks it's a mistake having a triple threat for the women's title at WrestleMania. He said the better story is to have Becky and Ronda Rousey fight. <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah. But Wait. if they have to have a triple threat, then make it an elimination match where you have to get, if you're pinned, you're out. Mm. All right. And then you can have a one-on-one match. I- I like the Becky Lynch character. I like the fact that they took it off of wrestling and put it on social media. What I don't like was like Becky Lynch is like the perfect heel. She gets under your skin. And then you read the things that like Ronda Rousey puts out in like a retort to Becky Lynch. And I sit there and I go, okay, calm down. I have to tell you, I mean, I know you don't really watch, but whoever writes ronda rousey's stuff when she's in the ring is great the problem is, is she, ronda rousey she herself can't. her mouth yeah holding her emotion no but that's the way it's supposed to be like that she's so fired up that she's da, 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 you know like stuttering she, she can't hold in her emotions like yeah. she gets too emotional right but it's not like she's not polished enough mm-hmm. to Oh, maybe she can get... sell it. It's really, really good. Whoever's doing yeah. her writing is really good. Like her laying the belt down, saying like, "I don't need this." Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good entertainment. But it's yeah. just she didn't sell it because you're like she's so nervous about trying to show emotion, and and it it was almost like it was rushed. It was like she like dropped a belt and like she had more to say, but like she was saying it as she was walking away, and like that. It's just it would have been better if she was like, "I don't need this." And you know what she's going to say. And you go, I don't need this, Steph. And she lays the belt down and you just blur her mouth out and you beep it. And it's just like, fuck you. And drops the belt and walks out. That would have been good. As opposed to, did you see who's back? Um, Women's or men's? Men's. Uh. Now, granted, I was watching that, and I was like, is that Dave fucking Batista? Yeah. Is he back? Didn't he badmouth the fucking wrestling? Yeah. When he was doing Avengers, Blue Movie, whatever the fuck it is. Okay? Yeah. Traveler's Guide, is that the... I don't know. I don't... Whatever. I'm not a comic book guy. But then, like, you see him, and he's like... He has a nose ring. He also has his eyes have been pulled back. 
Like, he looks Asian now. But why? Why? You could have... If you want to build a Triple H WrestleMania match, you could have built that story with anybody. You could have done dark, like a dark thing where like Ric Flair's birthday party. They go in the locker room and he got the shit beat out of him. Oh, the next week, you know, him and him and HBK are talking. And the next thing you know, HBK got the shit beaten out of him. Yeah. And you, you leave little hints as you work up to it. And, and you leave that mystery. And then at WrestleMania, you have, you know, right before WrestleMania, you have Triple H in the ring going, I don't care who it is. You can meet me in WrestleMania. And, and now... Holy shit! Like now, I gotta buy it, WrestleMania. Who could it be? Who could it be? And you literally save it until who better than Canyon? <laughs> <laughs> and who loves you? Who Besides Ice Canyon, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but he's gay too. Yeah, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. It got it got or what the hell was that guy's name? Orlando. Orlando Jordan? No. Uh, yeah. No. Nah. The other guy that used to wrestle with the uh, make. Fucking what's his name? Backlund. He was yeah. like his manager for yeah, yeah. I, I make Boa great again. But but like you could have Yeah. If if it were me and I get the whole Batista and the evolution and you know But but I don't him, why? Why have him come back for one match at fucking WrestleMania? Like if you're going to if you're going to do that, you do the rock. They there's your buy. Yeah, but he's yeah. not going to wrestle. But so I'm, you turn around and you do like build somebody up. Turn somebody heel. Take somebody where you want to elevate somebody. Again, I'll use like Finn Balor or somebody who you know is going to have a shitty mid-card fucking match at WrestleMania and they don't deserve it. You take him and you make him the guy who beat up Ric Flair. On the flip side of it, Ric Flair's 70th birthday party, and you invite out Sting, all these, all this pomp and circumstance. And it's just for nothing. Yeah. Like, from a planning perspective, that really? It, you, you, you could you, have done you, so much with you it. Have, you have the whole thing of Ric Flair wooing and styling and profile, the whole fucking promo, the whole thing. Him at 70 with his man tits and his... his, his legions and no hair everything you want to see rick flair be rick flair one more time and yet i think you built it perfectly like you have trip him and triple h talking and or hbk and triple h and then triple h is uh, hbk is knocked out and you don't know what it is yeah. da, 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 da. and then at the wrestlemania match and you bring it out. No, you bring those guys out because it's awesome to have all those old timers part of wrestling and they interfere in the match. And like whoever it is, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor or whatever, they even the fucking Undertaker. I mean, we've seen Undertaker, Triple H at WrestleMania, but at least, you know, like it's something like Batista. We all know he's not going to be here. Tuesday after WrestleMania. <laughs> and if he is, then I feel bad for his movie career. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's over. But yeah, it, it's... Even I've... if you fucking made it Cena. I'd rather see Cena have a one match at WrestleMania and then off. And then you have him as a bad guy. But the fact that you picked Bautista... I would even had... Um... Anybody, throw anybody in there. 
Yeah. Dave Bautista, who didn't look, he didn't do squat when he had his chance. He's not a big name. Randy Orton is a bigger name than Dave Bautista in the WWE. Yeah, Goldberg. Like somebody yeah. else. I, and, and I don't... Looking at all the writing and stuff that did, what... Are they really going to base it off the fact that, that they made fun of him on a SmackDown reunion or the whatever, like 25th anniversary of SmackDown thing? Is that really the reason why he came back? Like... Do I have your attention now? No, you don't, because I don't want to see you at WrestleMania through the lines. (laughs) Or on the WWE Network. That'll be another match. I go take a piss in and hope it's over by the time I come back. It is. There are some things that you can kind of get through. Others, not so much. Speaking of get through, you know who can't get through a DUI charge? Mm Mm-hmm. Tammy Cinch, otherwise known as Sonny. Sixth time DUI, because he was driving up a wrong he was driving on the wrong way on the one sided street in Seaside, down the Jersey Shore, you know. Where those where fist pumps Somebody's practicing for another gig. <laughs> no, 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 no. Unless it's in my no. <laughs> and I'll take the money shot. <laughs> Just gonna, t- gonna turn my mic off. I'll give you the last ten minutes. <laughs> Six time DUI. She's almost no longer hot. (laughs) From the fucking neck up, maybe. Oh man. Yeah, poor Sonny. Paul Hammond. You would think somebody would have a problem. You would think somebody would want to do full fucking rehab. Like Who was her boyfriend that did die? What was the fucking name? Chris Candido. Chris Candido. That was a tough one to run. Yeah, come on, Heavenly Bodies, right? I just remember him in ECW. And yes. He was blonde, and he, he kind of looked like fucking... He was a Steve Carino before Steve Holly. Carino. He looked like... Uh, yeah, Bob Holly. Bob Holly before Bob Holly was but, Bob Holly. But Candido in ECW? Oh, he was good. Top top guy. He was a Heyman guy, I think. Six times your DUI. Come on, Sonny. Please, just... Somebody did come on her. <laughs> <laughs> Gold. <laughs> All right, so we go from one set of busts to another. Yeah, we were talking about busts in hockey. Wrestling has had its fair share of shock masters and holy shit, yes, and busts. Karma. She was the. Who, who, uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. What was her name? Amazing Kong. Was yeah, it not, was the she Kong. Was, yeah, and TNA. She came out, and I think like. Wrestled two matches and that was no. it. No, and I think she got tossed over in the women's battle royal because like she was pregnant. 
Oh, yeah. Like, she signed a big deal, and oh, guess what, Vince? I'm pregnant. You're fired. <laughs> you and your baby are fired. Outback Jack. Who? Yeah, I don't really remember that one. I just remember Out- the Aust- he was like an Australian dude, and he tried to do his might. And- hold, wait, hold on. I got a Outback Jack. I swear to God, I'm going to see this. I'm going to be like, oh, him. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a poor man's fucking uh, hillbilly gym, but oh Australian. God. No. And then Ludwig Borga. Ludwig Borga. Waste. Remember Nathan. the build-up for Nathan Jones. I remember that one. That was like, he was a prisoner in Australia. And they showed him like in a jail cell and swinging light. And I think he had like three. He was supposed to have a, a match against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But? He sucked. <laughs> and they made it like a tag match. It was like him and somebody else. Vladimir Kozlov. Oh, my God. That guy was around for like two minutes. Literally. Yep. Wow. Big, tall Russian. Tiger Ali Singh. What? Why do I not remember these names? Because this was during the, this was during the 90s, right? Yep. Tiger Ali Singh. He was like the kickboxer. He was like an Indian kickboxer. Oh, so it's uh, what's his name today? Um, not, not the kickboxer, the Indian guy. Um, uh, the fucking steroid juice yes. head? Dude, yeah. <laughs> go back and look at him in, in what was it, three... What Last it? year. <laughs> what was their, their music group? It was him, Heath Slater. <laughs> you put Lex Luger on this list? Yeah, he was a bust. Not he was even... a bust in the WWE. But but he, he picked up Yokozuna on, on, on July 4th, Independence Day. Yeah, on the, on the Intrepid. On the Intrepid. Yeah, it's great now. A With a silver... <clears throat> I mean, a plate in his forearm. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't steal that one from <clears throat> Cowboy Bob Orton. Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. Any of the oddities? Any of them? The only thing that was great about the oddities <laughs> was the, was fat the fucking guy? intro music that ended up being Ron and Fez's intro music. Who? <clears throat> hey. Hey. Chris Masters. Awesome look. Cool finisher name. The Master, Master Lock. Lock. Yes. Ugh. What a fucking dud. Snitsky was just simply disgusting. Yeah, he was pretty bad. He's, I would have put draws on this list, but draws. he's a better driver than Sonny. How, uh, how, how about uh, how about any of the guys demolition post demolition repo man? The repo man, yeah. But at least like the repo man was a cheesy time in wrestling. Like, oh yeah, well that's true. Yeah, Eva. She was hot, though. She was the fucking one with the bright red hair. Yeah. She definitely just wanted to do it to get her name out there. Who was um, who was the one that went nuts? But, like, or, or did, or like, walked funny or what? Like, it was a total BS character. No, I don't know. You got me. Oh, God. I can't remember. And David Atunga. He had potential. And then for some stupid reason, they decided to shove his whole, he's a lawyer. I don't give a shit. I went to Harvard. What they should have fucking did is, I was married to Jennifer Hudson. That's what they should have fucking pushed. Maybe Jennifer Hudson didn't want to provide her name to wrestling. Like, And then you look at guys that should be fucking busts and are great. Like, in all reality, John Cena should have been a fucking bust. John Cena is, um, is, is a modern-day Hulk Hogan. 
It, Wait, but I mean, like, when he first came out and he was doing the whole the like, rap, thing? rap thing, like, you sh- like, as an adult, you should have been like, this is fucking stupid. This is, like, Angle, like, when Angle came out, they did it right. Like, they he, mm. they didn't pump him. It's like, I'm an American hero and I'm here to save the, like, they had him come out and be like, I'm better than all of you. Like, that's the way it should have been. Like, who's the other one I was thinking of that really, like, The Undertaker in reality if you think back as like we remember the undertaker as being like 10 years old and like oh my god in purple but like as an adult you had to go oh like really this is where they're going with this like the guy and if he wasn't so intimidating or cane like you look back like all right so it's the undertaker and a mask <laughs> no I'm, I'm totally on the opposite end of that I, I don't see those two guys as being what could have been busts who's another one that, <clears throat> that really should have been a fucking bust Currently, hmm. Current, had it. currently, yeah. Um, God, that's a. I mean, besides Cena, I, I. I mean, what characters out there? EC three is turning into one. Apparently, I mean, I haven't heard of his name in the last couple of weeks. They had him on Monday. He didn't wrestle, but oh, they had him back. They had him backstage, and they had the guys from Saturday Night Live, Michael Che and Colin Jost, who I I personally like Colin Jost. I think he's I think those. Oh, guys those are that's the weekend update yeah. guys, right? Yeah. They had them. <clears throat> they're walking backstage, and there's EC3 like in the mirror, and he's spraying stuff on himself, and he's like flexing, and you just hear Colin Jost go, "Is he spraying himself with vodka?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like there are a lot of gimmicks that. Like I, I want to know what we like, what like Mordecai, and I know I bring that one up a lot. Like, so you're gonna be like, Mortal Combat, a, Kombat, a white, a what? Yeah, Glacier. Let's not forget about that one. <clears throat> um, but like you, you're you're gonna bring guys like this is what you're gonna bring to the people and try to sell. If it sticks, it sticks. You know who? Um, two thirds of the shield. Shouldn't be where they're at now. No, Roman Reigns shouldn't be where he's at. <clears throat> no, and you know but, what? Dean Ambrose should be higher. Yes, but he, he should be higher, and he's probably leaving because he thinks he should be. And now they're just letting him do whatever the fuck he wants to do, and it's awesome. Mm. It's true. Like he, his gimmick should be a not as ruthless, stone cold but more sarcastic. Kind of like, kind of like I don't the... give a fuck. I'm not going to spray you with milk. I'm just going to make fun of you. Yeah. Till you want to beat the shit out of me. <clears throat> and then It's what they could have done with CM Punk. Could have if if like Elias's gimmick should be a fucking dud. It should be a dud. It it but isn't it? His his the the character him wrestling, no. When was the last time he fucking wrestled? Like, wrestled. He wrestled, wrestled. on Monday. Oh, did he? <clears throat> but like, Fandango and fucking, Fan, what's his name? Fandango alone. The only reason why he made it is because a stupid fucking crowd in New Jersey. Da, 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 da. Yep. They did his thing. They, they took over Raw and they made him. The, the crowd made Fandango. They, but, and who's the other one? His partner. The fucking Tyler Breeze. With the Tyler Breeze. Like, those are gimmicks that, 
Like you look at it and you go, hmm. They could perfectly put them together as a tag team. They were a tag team. Fine. But the 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 the, the fashion police. <laughs> yeah. It's, that would have been fine in like the nineties. It would have been great in the nineties, but that they did that in the nineties and the eighties. When with Rick Martell is the model and the model. I who they fucking The yeah. Mountie? <laughs> no, it wasn't the Mountie. Who was it? It was Rick Martell and who was the fucking He was the one with the spray, right? Yeah, yeah. And who was the genius? Oh, um uh Savage's brother, Randy yeah. Poffo. The genius. Wow. Another gimmick. Like who's <clears throat> the one that, that got his yeah. Chris Nowinski? Where he's like, oh, I'm a Harvard graduate, and I'm better than all of you. Who who was, um, what's his name's uh, stunt double? Um, oh, shit, what was his name? The Miz's stunt double. Miz, um, Oh, oh, yeah, the fucking, where he was playing the genius role. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck was his name? He was good, too. <laughs> and he went to TNA and disappeared for a while. Whatever. It's not it, important. It is just, but then again, what do you consider a bust in wrestling? It's entertainment. It's it like because if you've it, never, <clears throat> if you've been on TV for a year and you haven't won a belt of any kind, you're a bust. Okay, are you talking today, or you, or or do you want to just lump in like two handfuls of of, of guys and just go, okay, out of this group? I mean, you're we a bust. can definitely sit there and go as a group and go like. Man, they they were on Monday Night Raw and before SmackDown, but they were on Raw all the time, and like they and, never made it past the first segment, like kind of thing when they showed. Or they were the guys that were didn't get the intro. They just like they just showed hey, up here. And, we're gonna have uh, yeah, yeah. CM Punk wrestle. Who's this? Oh yeah, Joe Salamis. <laughs> One of those guys. Yeah, Val Venus's <laughs> gimmick is a gimmick that should have never taken off. No, but it, it worked in, in the Attitude Era, so that's... If it did it today, it never would have worked. No, it, it never would have worked. worked. That's another show. Gimmicks that wouldn't fly today. Something we can definitely look into. That should not be an issue, should it? I don't think so. <laughs> You're going to do it. You're going to sing again, aren't you? No, I'm good. No? No, you get to hear the real Bruce now. Segways for days. Oh my goodness! It's funny how this show kind of morphed into what could happen. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you feel it? You feel it in your gut going? I can do that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just doing a bad impression of someone else who was doing an impression of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it worked, didn't it? Yeah. Nice Sticks and Super Kicks podcast, folks. HSSKpod.com, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whole bunch of stuff. Select your 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 podcast player of choice. Do Tell what you friends. need to. Tell your friends, friends. Yeah. Actually, go to a party in college. If you're listening to this in college, go to a party yeah. and write it on a wall. HSSK Ooh. podcast. Take a picture of it and tweet us. I like Get that. Get the word out there. Yeah. And your drunken stupors. Yeah. 
just make sure it's not like a sharpie something they could easily paint over no we want we want to be there for life go in your college dorms <laughs> and those stupid fucking dry erase boards that everybody has on their door yeah. just every one of them write hssk podcast and take a picture of it like you walking down the hall and send it to us we're gonna to, gorilla swear, media now we're just fucking i gonna swear attack. to god we're gonna turn into opie and anthony <laughs> of this shit <laughs> all right who i invented that <laughs> Ooh, we did rip you off what all right folks rob dave hsskpod.com hey dave you got anything for the folks out there have a good day toodles <laughs> <laughs>